everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to our first episode of the Research Behind Lift the Lid podcast for 2021. I'm Jessica Cooper and today on episode 27, we will be talking to Associate Professor Caroline Donovan about her research findings. Caroline is a clinical psychologist and Associate Professor within the School of Applied Psychology at Griffith University. Caroline's interests lie in youth anxiety, depression, sleep and body image issues, and her research focuses on examining the underlying mechanisms of these disorders, as well as the efficacy of treatment strategies within a youth population. From 2018 to 2020, Associate Professor Donovan received a mental health research grant from Australian Rotary Health for her project, Treating Sleep Problems in Preschoolers, Improving Mental Health, the Transition to School and Academic Outcomes. In this episode, we will be talking about the findings from this project. So thank you very much, Caroline, for joining me on today's podcast episode and and Happy New Year. Um, Did you have a nice break over the holidays? I did, thank you. Yeah, I had a few weeks off, which is unusual, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so did we. Yeah, it's always good, but it always goes too fast as well. <laughs> really quickly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's really great to have you on our first um, podcast episode in 2021 um, to talk about your research today. Uh, so I guess to start off with, um, what led you to pursue this area of research looking at sleep problems and mental health in preschoolers? Mm. Well, uh, for many years, my my, uh, background, I suppose, is more in child anxiety disorders and um, treating them with a variety of different programs, um, including our online BRAVE program. So I've been doing a lot of research into child and youth anxiety disorders over many, many years, probably the last 25 years or so. And what's really struck me, has always struck me, is the number of those kids who presented with sleep problems as well. So I did a bit of reading in the area just to make sure that it wasn't just sort of anecdotal um, sort of evidence that, that this was happening. And the, the results were amazing. So something like 90% of kids with anxiety disorders also have some kind of sleep problem. Um, and yet we don't really tackle those sleep problems in our anxiety pro- in our anxiety program. So that kind of made me to think, think that, well, um, you know, we really need to start looking at sleep in conjunction with anxiety disorders and doing something about these these kids sleep and at the same time one of the research areas that's really closest to my heart is looking at preschool anxiety disorders in particular Um, because we know that really young children as as young as three can have these clinical kind of level anxiety disorders and if they do it tends to put them at risk for a whole lot of other things things like anxiety later on depression later on all sorts of, of problems at school and so on. And so, as you sort of said in the intro there, um, I'm very passionate about treating kids as early as we possibly can so that we can prevent all of those other issues happening later. Uh, It just makes sense. If we can get to them earlier, the earlier that we can treat them, the better their lives are going to be. So um, when I looked into it then further again, I realised that it looks as though from the evidence we have to date, um, that the sleep problems come before the anxiety problems even so we've always kind of looked at anxiety as being one of the first things that happen to these kids but in fact it looks like the sleep problems become come before even the anxiety 
problems. And that, that got me really thinking, okay, we really need to start tackling these sleep problems as early as we can. Mm. Um, and so we got together with some of the really big researchers in the field. So Professor Lisa Meltzer from the, the United States and Professor Michael Gratisar from Flinders University here in Australia. And we put together a grant application and put it into, into Rotary um, to treat these young kids. And we were really lucky and got it. And so I guess that's the story of how that whole research program came into being. Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely sounds like sleep's a very important thing um, to make sure that kids are, are doing because that probably affects their development as well. So, yeah, tackling that with their anxiety. Yeah, that's. it sounds like such an important project. Um, so I guess um, when you were designing this project, what were some of the main aims that you wanted to achieve? Well, the first thing we wanted to do was to develop a program that was specific to preschoolers. So what we found when we had a look at, at this and how we were going to develop the program is that preschoolers tend to get lumped in with babies and toddlers into these research projects. And if you think about the difference between an infant and a toddler and then a preschool child, their, their developmental differences are enormous and the, and the problems that they present with are great, um, that they're, they're much different to each other. So at the, the way an infant, a little tiny baby sleeps and the problems that you might have as an infant are very different to the problems that a four or five-year-old child might have with sleeping. And so lumping them all in together was something that we found a bit odd. Uh, and we wanted, so we wanted to develop a sleep program that was really specific to the preschool age group um, in particular. Uh, so we went about doing that. We called it the Lights Out Program. Uh, and obviously it's a parent program because four and five-year-old children are a bit young to come to therapy and a bit young to take on some, uh, some things and put themselves to bed. So uh, the, the, the program is, is sort of parent-focused. Um, and obviously we wanted to see whether it would improve their sleep. Um, but we also wanted to see if, if we improved their sleep, given that sleep is supposed to lead to all of these other problems, if we improved their sleep, would it also improve some of those other things that we would expect, like anxiety, like behaviour problems? And one of the things we were really interested in is would it improve their transition to school? So these are the kids that, you know, we, we got them just before they started school and in the, in the sort of term before they began formal schooling, um, which here in Queensland is called PrEP. Um, and we wanted to see if we, if we treated them in that final year before they started PrEP, whether by sort of halfway through prep, they were actually doing better at school than a control group would be. Um, so we developed the program. <clears throat> and as I said, we called it the Lights Out program. It's, it's six sessions. Um, parents come into the program and they attend in a group sort of way at the moment. So face-to-face, -face, um, four to six parents in a group or so. And we tested 128 of those parents. So we treated half of them and we didn't treat the other half. Um, so we had a control group and a treatment group. We did treat the, the ones who weren't treated. We treated them later on so they didn't miss out. But for the purposes of the, of the project, we didn't treat them initially. Um, and we tested them before they started the treatment, straight away after they finished the treatment, and then we tested them halfway through prep as well. And we found the parents really liked the program and we got, and we got some good benefits out of it. So that's kind of the aims, was to help the sleep, help the anxiety, help the behaviour problems and also see if we could do something about this transition to school, which is so important. Yeah, well, it sounds like it would be a, a very beneficial program for, for parents of, um, of young children. And I guess, um, yeah, what, what did you end up finding from this research? Well, we um, first of all, we found out that it did help their sleep, which we were 
greatly relieved because that's obviously the main thing. Uh, so we found out that the help their sleep in a number of different ways. Sleep's quite complicated in these young kids. It's not just, you know, when, when adults have sleep problems, I suppose we think of, you know, we're lying in bed and we can't get to sleep. And it's sort of like that insomnia type of idea about sleep problems. But most parents will tell you when they have a preschooler with sleep problems, there's a whole lot of different things that come into play. Um, it's not just about them not being able to get to sleep. They put up a big fuss. They might be frightened. There's all these different types of, of issues that go along with sleep with preschoolers. So we tested all those different things um, and we found out that it, the program was effective in reducing the number of different pro sleep problems that the children pre presented with. Um, they also slept longer during the night, so their sleep duration was longer. Um, they didn't put up as much resistance at bedtime, so they weren't fighting with their parents about going to bed and running around and doing everything they can to kind of stop going to sleep. Um, they weren't as sleepy during the day, which is a problem when you have sleep problems with with, well, with anybody, with kids or with adults, um, the big problem the next day is that you're tired, you haven't slept long enough. Uh, so we found that their sleepiness was reduced during the day, they were much more awake. Uh, and they were also less anxious at nighttime as well. So some of those nighttime anxieties, um, dark phobias and so on were reduced as well. So we were really excited about the different, um, the fact that it affected so many different facets of their sleep, I suppose. Um, what we sort of weren't quite expecting quite to the degree we found, though, was that it didn't just help their sleep, but it also reduced, significantly reduced their anxiety problems generally, so not just at bedtime, but overall, um, and their oppositional behaviour overall. So not just at bedtime, but during the day and during other periods of their life as well. Um, so remember, we gave the parents a sleep program. We didn't give them an anxiety program or a, or a behaviour modification program. Yeah. Um, and yet it was effective in reducing these other things as well, uh, which was great. Uh, and then we also, I wanted to delve a bit further into that because I think, as I said to you, you know, sleep is sort of a risk factor for things. So I was really interested in having a quick look at whether um, if we gave them the sleep program, whether it would prevent the later emergence of those anxiety and behaviour problems. So with kids who didn't have those to start with, did it stop them from developing those things a bit later on? Yeah. And we weren't really, we didn't have enough, you need enormous numbers to look at that properly. And, and this was a smaller trial. But nevertheless, we did find that there was some evidence for this prevention idea that if we gave them a sleep problem, it actually prevented them from getting anxiety problems and behaviour problems later on. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was probably the most exciting thing for me because I feel like we're, we're on the track of trying yeah. to help these kids and we're going to do a much bigger trial to really look at that properly. They're, they're, we, we weren't powered or we call it powered means we didn't have enough people really to do the proper statistics that we need. But certainly there's preliminary evidence to suggest that that's the case, so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. The one thing we didn't find, which was a bit disappointing, um, was that there wasn't any evidence that doing that sleep program um, improved their transition to school as rated by their teachers. Um, there were a few little bits and pieces in there, but realistically, we were, we were probably a little bit optimistic thinking that it was going to be the be all and the end all and, and fix everything. But um, <laughs> But nevertheless, I think the fact that it's really helped their sleep, their anxiety, their behaviour problems, I think they're, they're fabulous outcomes um, and we're really excited by those findings and we're hoping to, to continue to do some things with that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Really good. It sounds very exciting. It sounds like, um, yeah, you're really on, on track to 
yeah, preventing anxiety for, for kids in the future, like from what, what we're hoping so. Yeah, we're hoping so. so far. And and that's really what we love to see, like those, you know, those studies that can find ways to prevent or, or intervene early. Because mm. I guess it's so important getting it early so that later on in life when they become adults, they'll have a lot better coping skills. So yeah. Absolutely. And they haven't suffered unnecessarily all that time. A lot of people don't get treatment until they're adults and they've already had, you know. 20 plus years of suffering with things if we can if we can nip it early in the bud then you know we can prevent all of that um, distress absolutely and so you said that now um, you're looking at extending this trial to something bigger with with more participants is is that something that you're doing already or something that you've got in the works a bit of both um, so I've got a PhD student at the moment. We really want to. We really want to. Funding's really important, so that's what we're working on too. Um, but I ha- do have one of my PhD students, uh, Amy Shields, and she's conducting a study testing a video conferencing version of the Lights Out program. So it'll be it's one on one with with parents, um, and she's already treated somewhere around 15 or 16 people and she's only started in the last few months so she's doing really well Um, and so we're only in the preliminary stages but she's getting really good results and the parents are really liking the video conferencing format it's much more convenient than having to come in and do a group and try to get a time that suits everybody and so on this is this is very convenient version of the program for parents Um, so look we look forward to seeing the you know all of the evidence for that but so far it's going really well Um, And I I sort of mentioned before that uh, I have a a very long history, a 20-year-plus history in the area of um, online programs for youth anxiety and our our BRAVE program specifically. Um, And so I'm sort of amalgamating those two areas of interest and I've just put in a grant application to the National Health and Medical Research Council to put the Lights Out program online um, and to test it not only as a treatment program but also as a prevention program. So as I said before, we need lots of people to properly test it and, and an online format allows that to happen. You can get a lot more participants um, and people going through uh, than, than is but feasible uh, in a face-to-face context. So fingers crossed that we get that one, um, but that's in being assessed at the moment. So we're really hoping to extend the research and hopefully, um, yeah, in a few different types of ways too so yeah yeah excellent well I hope you do get that grant and it'll be great to see what comes from it we are crossing our fingers that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I guess in terms of um, clinical practice um, is this a program that's now being used um, or or has plans to be used so you said that you want to put it online but I guess um, in you know face-to-face therapy sessions as well Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a really interesting sleep uh, in kids. It's really interesting because um, psychs aren't that well trained in it, in treating sleep problems generally, but particularly in a pediatric population. So we know that something like a third of young children have a sleep problem of some, of some type, which is a huge number. 33% and 14% have a moderate to severe sleep problem. So that they're really big numbers of issues. And yet when we, we're not training our psychs to um, in those areas to kind of alleviate those problems at such an early age. So at Griffith, um, which is obviously where I'm, I'm from, uh, we're training all of our intern psychologists in the Lights Out program 
um, so that when the trial's finished, they can take that knowledge with them into their clinical practice and help other therapists and obviously help lots of families um, with this. If we can get it into an online format like we have with Grave, um, Grave is available to all Australian families free of charge. Uh, and so that, that's my big thing. That's what I really want to be able to do is to get it online and get it out to everyone so that everyone's got access to that sort of evidence-based um, effective treatment. Yeah, so that's what we're hoping. But certainly at Griffith, we're trying to train up all of our intern psychologists um, to make sure that they know how to treat these kids. Yeah, well, yeah, it's really great to see, you know, if, um, you know what co comes on from that research. You know, you can you see if it's effective, but then you see it, you know, helping real people. And that's, yeah, where the real benefits come from. So, yeah, that's really great. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I know that um, like a lot of our Rotarians, they're our main supporters and, and they're very interested in hearing the success stories um, from the research funding that they help us provide. Um, I guess, are you able to tell our audience how important it is to receive funding as a researcher in the mental health field? Yeah, I, I can't even stress how important the funding is. We, we literally cannot do the research without it. Um, clinical trials research like this one where you've got a control group and you're testing and it's all very well controlled so that we can really demonstrate properly whether it works or not and those proper clinical trials the number of hours that are required to recruit the participants to test them to treat them to follow them up is enormous and the money goes to, to me putting on staff to help with that. It doesn't go anywhere else. It literally um, is going to the therapist, to the research assistants who are running those projects. And without that funding, there's no way in the world I could do that on my own, you know. Yeah. Um, it just wouldn't be done properly. So we're very grateful um, to Rotary, who took the chance and funded a brand new type of research um, because it's really made a difference to the lives of those families. Um, people who have children who don't sleep will tell you what a massive difference it makes to them. And if we can also then prevent other issues from happening, you know, that funding has made a difference to, to hundreds of people's lives. So it, it's really, I can't stress how important it is to us. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I, I guess, you know, we, we want to thank the, the researchers out there who have these great ideas as well. And, um, yeah, it's about, yeah, sometimes funding those smaller projects to because we, we see potential in them and, and they become much bigger and, and help so many people. So, yeah, thank you for, you know, people like grateful. you who are doing the work and, and trying to, you know, help prevent mental illness in, in young people. That's very important. It's really important, yeah. Yeah, and so I guess if anyone out there is thinking of making a donation um, to, to mental health research, I guess in, in the larger scheme of things, um, what do you think that would mean um, to the mental health of, of young Australians and, and improving that? Look, I mean, um, you know, as we've both said, I suppose that if we can treat kids at that young, very young age, uh, we can really then help them their whole life. You know, it's, it stops that trajectory towards a whole range of really problematic things. So, for example, in the case of my research, we know that there's a really strong relationship between sleep problems in these very young children and the later development, not just in young childhood, but into adolescence and into adulthood, of things like depression, anxiety, even cognitive difficulties, hyperactivity, attention, even obesity. Um, something that people don't realise, and other medical problems. So that, that whole, um, you know, uh, mind-body connection is really important. And so if we can treat the sleep problems at that really early age, 
we take away one of the risk factors for that whole broad range of things that it's a risk factor for. Um, and so I, I just feel like when we work with these young kids and these families, we have that opportunity to completely change the course of their life. And that's, that's something um, many people don't get a chance to do. So I, I, I can't stress how important the impact of intervening early is uh, and what a difference it makes to these families. I can't stress that enough, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're obviously very um, passionate about this area and it's been really great to hear about your research today and, and what you've been doing, um, yeah, just to help. So thank you so much for, for joining me today. And I guess before we wrap up, was there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, yeah, I, I'd really like to thank Rotary again for funding our project and giving me the opportunity through the podcast and the other media releases and so on to let people know about it. Um, and I'd really like to thank all of the participants as well, you know, the, our wonderful families who came in and our intern therapists who we trained to, to, to treat them. Um, they were really dedicated to these families um, and they were really excited about the opportunity to participate in the, in the project. Uh, and they made an enormous difference to the lives of those families. So, yeah, there's lots of people that, that are, have been involved in this project that I'd like to thank. So thanks to all of you. Oh, well, thank you so much once again. No problem. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me today. <laughs> no problem. That was the 27th episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It is always so inspiring to hear what researchers in Australia are doing to make a difference to mental health and how they are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness. If you can, please support important mental health research like Caroline's by donating on the Australian Rotary Health website. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time. Thank you.